Ladies and gentlemen, clap, clap, get the energy up. Let's go. All right. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, this is the Open Mic uh, Mutiny Radio, Saturday, 4 o'clock, early mic, so that we can uh, get our things going and go to where we got to go, but uh, thank you for coming out. Uh, my name is Dewat, and are we live on the radio? Okay, and uh, we want to say hello to everybody out there listening on the radio. Uh, thank you for sticking around and, uh, you know not going on the internet and listening to us old-fashioned way and uh we're gonna start the show we got a couple of uh spots left over so if anybody wants to shoot over and do a set you can do that otherwise we're gonna get the set started and we've got a lot of great comedians and my name once again is duat and i was uh tell you guys you know what, maybe I should do a little crowd work, get you guys into it a little bit, huh? Instead of telling my jokes right away. Uh, start with my right here. Uh, you are uh, from L.A.? Yes. Drove all the way up here from L.A.? Yes, indeed. Oh, when did you decide to do that? Thursday. Thursday, okay, and then you came up here, f drove today? Yeah, this oh, how's L.A.? Um, crowded. Crowded? Hot? Not hot enough. Not hot enough. It's are, no, have you been doing comedy in LA long? Four years. Four years. Okay, so you know all the regular guys out there. The uh, the Jay Lights. The uh, what's that other guy's name? Kind of crazy, kooky guy who runs a show over at uh, uh, Ian Russo. Oh yeah. Ian Russo. Yeah. Yeah, Ian Russo, I saw him one night, and he, he said, uh, you've been doing comedy for over 10 years? You suck. Yeah, and then I killed it that night, and he goes, you know what? I'll take that back. You know what? You can make it. I'm like, thanks, Ian. I can. He's a charmer. He's a pretty good dude. A uh, little loose in the head, I think, but uh, very, uh, very big heart. His heart's big. Like, his heart was so big, it took mass from his brain. And... Yeah, yeah, right? Maybe it should be reversed a little bit, you know? But Ian, if you're listening out there, we would love to see you back in San Francisco. He comes up here sometimes. Yeah, and uh, he drives all the way just for one show over at the Knockout. So, Ian, if you're listening, I apologize, but your brain is uh, a little small. But, uh, but you have a big heart. You have a big heart. Very big heart. And uh, Cody, you're a good man. I just learned that Cody lived up in a very wealthy neighborhood. We're going to call him out. Cody, you're a very wealthy man. And we're going to drive a bus over your legs. <laughs> That's a, that's a Don Rickles joke. I can't take uh, Don Rickles uh, stuff, but Cody is a very good dude. He lives with, how many people do you live with, Cody? Four. Four? And you don't know any of these people, right? You don't know anybody? You just met them on Craigslist. Do you like them all? They're all right. They're all right. Is there like a person you like the least amount? No, probably, no, it doesn't count. No, that's, that's a cop-out. Come on. We want a little dirt. Come on, give us a little dirt. Who, who do you like the least? Uh, I don't, whoever, uh, They're not listening. Whoever, like, every morning, there's a guy, the yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You kind of smell it a little bit, yeah. and then when you piss, like that impact of the piss in the water kind of shoots the smell back up. <laughs> I know what you mean, dude. Oh, yeah, I got to flush the toilet. Why well, don't you flush the toilet before you piss? Sometimes you, you got to go so bad when you wake up. Yeah. You ever piss in the sink? Well, the sink 
Oh, wow. Okay. You're paying too much. You're paying too much for that room then. You're paying too much for that room. If this thing doesn't work. Okay, all right. I don't know enough about your home to, you know, but. Okay, well, thanks for giving us the lowdown on your, uh, your mystery roommate who doesn't, uh, who has dark urine, which means I think you got diabetes or something like that, right? Is there something wrong with your liver, you know? Yeah, yeah, cool. Too much Coca-Cola. Evans, I see you over there. Kelly, how are you doing? All the way from Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Kelly Evans, um, gonna do some crowd work with Texas. Second biggest state? No, third biggest state. No, second. second? Okay. Oh, you got us. Alaska. Texas. Alaska. But Alaska, nobody cares about Alaska, you know? It's like, it's not connected, you know? It's not, it's not part of the group of friends. Polar bears, yes, yes. You guys have antelopes up there, right? Yeah, yeah, where the antelope roams. Hey, if this crowd work is not getting you guys uh, going, just know that I'm not a crowd work comedian. So I am more of a writing comedian. What do you like best about Texas, Kelly? What, I'm sorry. What do, you, what do you like best about Texas? Uh, not being there anymore. Oh, I was going to say, what do you hate the most? But I guess you can just say Texas. The heat? Fuck the heat. The heat. The heat actually brings me to my first joke, actually. Sometimes it gets really hot, and I start thinking, you know, like, if our, if our body temperature is 98 degrees, how come 98 degree weather feels so hot? <laughs> I, walk out, I walk out, and I go, why do I, why do I feel like this when I already feel like this? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And why do I sit in front of the fan trying to enjoy the warm wind chill? doesn't make any sense. And that joke is for Texas. If anybody's out there listening to Texas, uh, I mean, from Texas, that's a Texas joke. Casey, you're going to be first. How you doing, Casey? Good, good. Remember that time we met over at the mission and I was drunk out of my ass and I was just making like racist remarks? Remember that? Wow. Now I've been sober for about uh, two weeks and now I'm, I'm starting to regret everything that I've said when I was drunk. Was that too mean that day? No. no, it was good. It was all right. Well, I thought you were just trying to be funny. Yeah, it was. It was. And you know, when when you <laughs> when you drink a lot, your heart gets big because you just love everybody, and then your brain gets smaller. I think that's the thing. And I just I just reach for racist jokes. You know, what did I say? I said something about your sloped forehead being uh, uh, Jewish, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I did say that. I said you don't have to tell me you're half Asian, half something. I can tell by your sloped forehead that you. And I got that because, well, you know what? Uh, you know, Adam Perlstein, he's a comedian. He's always talking about Ashkenazi Jew. Ooh, Ashkenazi, you're the best. And, and I looked it up, and they were talking about how uh, Jewish people have, like, sloped foreheads. And, right? And so when I saw you and I saw the sloped forehead, I go, boom, one plus one equals two. I got that joke, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I want to say about you, Casey. <laughs> I just remember that day being a little, little out there, and I just want you to know that I had about eight drinks that, when you met me, there was, I was eight drinks in, having a fine time. So uh, thanks, thanks for putting up with me that day. Yes, yes, all right. And next we have you, sir. You are, well, I haven't seen you around. I used to live here 11 years ago. 11 years ago? Oh, where do you live now? Austin, Texas. Oh, <laughs> I got a joke about that. <laughs> But you've already heard it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what made you come back here? 
I'm visiting my grandkids. Oh, wow. Wow. You're like the youngest grandpa I know, dude. Look at you. How, how, how old are the uh, grandkids? Oh, that's pretty good. You throw them up in the air? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I did that. You don't care? Oh, wow. That's uh, horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> we just talked about brain being small, and now you're not catching your kids. So you gotta, you got to catch your kids. How long are you in town for? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you come. Say what? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, welcome. Well, welcome. You know, you're uh, you're always welcome in the uh, open mic community, and uh, always welcome to sign up. But just remember, when you do sign up online, you got to show up, or else you got to go back to Texas. All right. We don't we don't like the online sign up, and then the oops. Uh, I didn't think of it uh, further. So, anyways. All right, I think I had enough of uh, crowd work. I think my crowd work uh, needs a little work, but I got uh, one joke I want to tell you, maybe two, that I was They were talking about, I hear people talk about, uh, you know, men will never understand the, the pain of childbirth, but I thought, well, women will never understand the pain of getting kicked in the nuts, right? And then afterwards, the psychological pain of not having a baby to hold. At least after birth, you got a little baby to hold. You're like, oh, man, this is offsetting the pain I have from, you know, you got to get kicked in the nuts, you know. Wow. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, God can be a woman. But I never hear people talk about how the devil can be a woman. Yeah, huh? I thought I could remember where you knew that. Was it? Yeah. My God, you know. Yeah, well, you know, no one talks, nobody wants the devil on their team. You know, everybody wants God on their team. You know, God can be a woman, but the devil, the devil has horns. Bulls have horns. Bulls are male. Can't be on our team, right? But, but God has a beard, so God's a man. But that's just a picture of the devil. Anyways, guys, uh, that is all I want to tell you guys. And um, hey, welcome to the open mic. Did you sign, did you want to sign up? Uh, no. no, okay. <laughs> Not signing up. All right, so uh, since we don't have a lot of people here, uh, usually it's five minutes, but uh, we were thinking about giving everybody six minutes. Everybody good with that? Six minutes. All right, I'll give you the one minute light. And uh, our first comedian coming onto the stage right now, ladies and gentlemen, make it real loud for Casey Koenig. Yo, check this out. We're going to do some old deaf, deaf shit. Enjoying the uh, sunny Saturday. I uh, I've been trying to enjoy the sunny Saturday. I um, I was actually at home earlier today outside of my house, just on my phone, and I got this uh, grumpy old neighbor. He's like this old dude that lives right next door, and he just walks up to me and he goes, "Oh, look at Mr. Busy with his cell phone." And I didn't really know what to say. Like, he wanted to pick a fight, but I also thought maybe he might just be lonely. <laughs> and I just kind of let it go. I, like, a part of me wishes I said something back, but another part of me just knows he's, uh, he's just a really sad old man. It also made me wonder, like, if that guy has always been around. You know, the guy that's like the old dude that just has, like, technology phobia right like even back in the stone age somebody was just like oh look at mr fancy pants with his wheel <laughs> what are you doing with that think you're better than everybody i don't know <laughs> um 
I've been thinking about uh, old people. I've just been walking around all day in the mission, just thinking about old people and the wonderful old people in my life. My favorite old man uh, I ever met was actually a gym instructor uh, during seventh grade. He was, uh, he was a Vietnam vet, and uh, I, he was also a track coach. And um, I remember this one day I was drinking like, uh, what was it, like peach-flavored Snapple. And he goes, oh, is that peach? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I love peaches. Peaches are delicious. Back in Nam, my favorite thing to get was canned peaches. You'd do anything for them peaches. Anything. All right, I'll see you guys on Monday, all right? <laughs> like, I remember I went home that day and like, you know, my mom was like, oh, how was school? And I was like, it was good, it was good. Just learned out that my PE instructor might have massacred the Viet Cong, but <laughs> what's for dinner? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think that it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of guts to be, uh, you ever think about that? Like just old, older people just having to live like much more horrific lives than us and just like the, the, just like the everyday courage it must take just to be nice. Like that's my, I guess that's what I expect at this point. Like I expect old people to be dicks. So when they're really nice, I actually really appreciate it. Like it's really nice of them. Um, I've been, uh, you guys have been looking at a lot of the NASA stuff lately. Like it was like the anniversary of the moon landing. You guys have been seeing that in the news? Yeah. It's been fun to look at all those old pictures. I liked it. I, um. I remember uh, I was looking at uh, some of those pictures with my wife, and she goes, you know, oh, look at all these NASA engineers. Like, I love smart guys. Like, I think all women love smart guys. And I was like, I, I don't know about all women. You know, like, that's not where girls are going on Friday night. Like, they're not going down to NASA to blow a bunch of engineers. <laughs> that's not something on their mind. Also, I, re I remember the science fair in middle school. Like, you know, none of the cheerleaders were kicking down the door going like, which one of you dorks want to make out? <laughs> Fuck the football team. We're here for you. Sorry I made eye contact with you, Kaiser, when I said that. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't re mean it like that. I'd fuck you. It just... <laughs> Um, what else do I want to talk about? This is odd having six minutes. Maybe I'll just give the time back to the room. I'll be courteous. Don't do it. Don't. There's not enough time to do that joke. Uh, how much time do I have? Are you serious? I got two and a half minutes. Wow. I'm not gonna do it. All right. I, I, th I think I actually am going to give it back to the room. You guys are making me feel self-conscious. See you guys. Casey Koenig, giving time back to the room. Giving time back to the room. Ladies and gentlemen, all right. Um, our next comedian, I was just talking to him earlier about having uh, brown piss in the, uh, in the toilet. Remember that? Five minutes ago we were talking about that. Piss hits the thing and boom, the smell shoots up. Yep, that's what we were talking about. If you weren't here, you missed out a great conversation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Cody Abe. Yep, that brown piss was me. I made that brown piss because I don't drink water and I only drink uh, sugar-free Red Bulls because 
Caffeine is what drives me. Why do I feel like there's like no monitors? I can't like is is, is it is it is it coming out of the speakers? It's on. It's on. It's very soft. No feedback at all whatsoever. <laughs> so a little bit about me. I grew up in Hawaii. Uh, that basically ruined Hawaii for me. Uh, I can't visit it for the first time. It's it sucks. Uh, people from Hawaii actually all go on vacation to Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, and you know, cause you don't get that endorphin rush of visiting Hawaii. You can never get that. The only thing that, short of heroin, that can give you that endorphin rush is basically almost gambling away your life savings. You know, that's the only thing that that can make you feel alive after. Yeah, I don't I don't go on vacation to Hawaii. You know, I go back to do chores. Uh, I go back. Uh, people go to the beach. You know, I go to Home Depot because my mom needs that door fixed. Uh, people go to Luau's. They see a beautiful lady uh, in a in a coconut bikini, in a hula skirt, and they're like, "Wow, she's beautiful." You shut your fucking mouth. That's my auntie Carol. Okay, <laughs> that's my auntie, and uh, she'll probably. Uh, beat me if I don't go to Home Depot so we should get out of this luau you know like <laughs> uh, I'm scared uh, no but like growing up in Hawaii is uh, actually like growing up there it was cool because uh, when you're there like everyone there is family you know like you walk in down the street you see a guy on the street hey uncle how you doing you walk into the store you see like uh, you see like there's a guy there like at a 7-eleven hey sup cuz and then like he'll like hook you up with like a free pack of pack of cigs or something because that's how chill people are there and they still smoke in Hawaii <laughs> everywhere I guess but uh and you walk outside and you see you see a woman's like hey auntie oh shit auntie carol I'll get I'll get to Home Depot right now I swear to god I, I'll, I'll I, I'm, I'm on my way I'm on my way to Home Depot uh please don't tell my mom I need to fix that door uh so uh, I have a hot take. I really like those uh, string quartet covers of pop, pop songs. You guys know about those? If you don't know what those are, it's basically where people take violins and cellos and make pop music worse. Uh, and they post it on YouTube and people comment that it's better than the original. Bitch, no, it's not better than the original. It's there because of the original. Uh, and uh, I, I really, I like those kinds of songs because it gives me, it gives us all another group to just hate. You know, it gives us another group of fan, a fan base to just fucking hate because it's the people that say, oh, that, that's it's the people that do say it's better than the original. No, you're a liar. And you're not a cool liar like a spy or Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you're a, you're lying to yourself. And you know who else lies to themselves? Bigots lie to themselves. Uh, and you know, short of that, that's only that uh, the only thing else. The only thing else they have in common is the fact that they both leave really weird YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> like YouTube comments are weird because it's kind of uh, people just it. It's like the lowest form of communication. You know, I'd rather I'd rather communicate with someone else using just short really vague idiomatic phrases than actually post a YouTube comment, you know, like, sup, dude? What's good? I'm chillin'. 
for sure. Eight words. And you just confirmed that your depressed friend is not suicidal today. And then in the YouTube comments, <laughs> you got like, hey, what's up, guys? Well, make sure to come to my channel to like the, for, like my channel, subscribe for the giveaway that I'm trying to do $5,000 in giveaways. Uh, that's more than twice the words and less than 10 times more, and uh, more than 10 times stupid. You know, like, uh, it's really fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Uh, you know what else is crazy, fucking stupid? Uh, magazines. <laughs> crazy, fucking, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, like, what's up with magazines and being like shit? You know, like, they, they're so shit that the publisher, like, whoever's editing the magazine doesn't even want people to know the title of the publication. They'll cover it up with impossibly photogenic foods and health secrets, okay? They're not secrets, okay? They're not miracles. Turmeric and ginger aren't miracles, okay? They're just parsnips and carrots with culture. <laughs> All right, they, they're just like, it, par, ginger and, and turmeric are just like, they're just slightly more callous. They are a little bit more three-dimensional and they are spicy to white people. You know, that's, that's about culture and, and everything. Uh, Dwight, do you have roommates? Yep. How many? One. One? You, you, is it a person that you know? Uh, Craigslist. Craigslist? Oh, okay. So you just, you're, you're giving me shit about having five Craigslist roommates? You have one? Uh, I guess it might, four, yeah, but I guess <laughs> four times, okay. It's like... <laughs> That's like, oh, that's like the, <laughs> I was going to be really racist there, but I think I ran out of time. Uh, it's like, it's like, that, that's, I don't know, it's the like gook calling the Jap Asian man fucking bullshit. Tony Abe, ladies and gentlemen, bringing his racist comedy style all the way from Hawaii. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, our next comedian uh, made his escape from L.A. today, and he uh, got tired of paying $5 for an open mic down there, right? <laughs> got real tired. Of, oh, I forgot to mention that uh, please donate $2 uh, for the open mic, or if you don't have $2, uh, please post a picture of uh, Mutiny Radio on Instagram and tag uh, Mutiny Radio, right? And that way you can bypass it. Uh, anyways, uh, coming all the way from L.A., ladies and gentlemen. Luke Allen! All right, that wasn't awkward. How's everybody doing? I don't know about you, but I had a good time. Good time listening to those spice jokes. Okay! Come on! God damn it! We having fun or not? Come on, San Francisco! This is the first time I've ever been able to say that. That's wonderful. This guy throws his kids in the air and doesn't catch them. That's called creating future stand-up comics. So uh, thank you. Just uh, make sure they don't watch any Jeff Dunham specials, please. We have enough problems. <clears throat> is there anything better than uh, when your student alumni association calls you and asks you if you want to donate to the fucking school? You're like, are, are you kidding me? Like, I, I graduated 15 years ago and I still owe $25,000. And you want me to donate... 
More money in the school. For a degree, I've never used... I don't even know where my fucking degree is. I don't know where the piece of paper... It could be in a fucking birdcage somewhere for all I know. And you want me to donate more money. That's like... Uh, that, that'd be like if O.J. Simpson became a door-to-door -door steak knife salesman and ended up at fucking Ron Goldsman's house. That, like that, that's the amount of insult that is when they call me and ask me for that shit. It's just fucking... O.J. got charged with murder in the first degree. I charge my school with murder in the bachelor degree, fam. You know what I'm saying? Because that fucking thing murders my second paycheck every month. Huh? I got another one coming up. Forget about Judge Ito, more like I can't Ito. Because they took all my fucking money for my student loans. Alright, swing and a miss on the opener. I should have stuck with, I should have made more fucking ginger at uh, spice jokes. Um, a couple stories in the news because I ran out of other shit to write. Over in Spain, you know, they have that running of the bulls thing going on. And uh, they had it last weekend. Seven people gored, 62 sent to the hospital. Best part is, the old school Spaniards that have been running in this thing for years are, are complaining because they, they said it's too safe now. They're like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. Like, no one even died this year. Like, they're, they're all, like that's pussy shit to them. 70 people sent to the fucking hospital. Like, that, that, that's not enough for these people. I like when Americans see these stories and they're like, I can't believe, like, it's so archaic and it's so cruel. I can't believe they do shit like that over there. It's like, yeah, have you ever been to a fucking Walmart on Black Friday? The fucking day after Thanksgiving. That's our running of the bulls, goddammit. You know what I mean? I'd rather run with the bulls and fuck. Like, at least the bulls don't have fists. I'll take my chances running through fucking Spain on the streets, for God's sakes. I think to bring the two cultures together, this is what I want to do. Black Friday, we kick a bull in the balls. We let him go inside that Walmart. Everyone's that, that's there for the fucking Black Friday deals, they have a $500 flat fee. They get five minutes to run through the fucking store, grab whatever they want, anything they can make it out. Without the bull goring them, they get to keep. That's way, too long. That's way too long of a setup for not enough punchline. I need to fucking change that one. I wrote that two days ago. I had a fucking eight-hour drive here, a six-hour drive, and I couldn't think of a better tag. I failed all of you. I should give all of you fucking $2 a piece. Yeah. I hate myself. Um, so another story. Another story in the news. Second couple this week, in the same week, died trying to take a selfie at the top of the fucking Grand Canyon. They got too close to the edge and fell off and died. It's the second couple this week, and they're up to like 14 this year already. You feel bad for these people? I don't. I say that's Darwinism at its finest. We need to fucking weed these people out some way, you know what I'm saying? Like we, gotta, we gotta cut that population down a little bit. I think they were prime candidates. People are always talking about gun laws and abortion laws. You wanna save lives? Ban people taking selfies from any high-up tourist destination because nobody can fucking handle it. They all die. Everybody falls off. Ten years from now, that whole, that whole valley down there in the Grand Canyon just could be a pile of human bones and selfie sticks. That's all it's going to be. Just a fucking shame of a generation. It's terrible. Ban that and ban Facebook Live, too, because nothing good has ever happened on Facebook Live. Like, the day it opened, like, one guy blew his head off, another guy fucking broadcast a shooting spree and shit. Like, if you're walking around somewhere and you catch yourself on someone's Facebook Live, just fucking take cover, because some shit's about to go down. It's fucking... Like, lawn darts were a better idea than this, and those are fucking illegal, you know what I'm saying? Thank you. I love when people get a lawn darts reference. Some of the youngsters don't really get it too much. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You remember lawn darts, right? Don't let your grandkids play lawn darts. Throwing them in the air and not catch them is bad enough. Lawn darts. Whole nother uh, bag of worms. Uh, I got a motorcycle this year in L.A., and uh, I take it around to, you know, open mics and shows and things of this ilk, and I have nowhere else to put my whole pile of shitty jokes except for in my back pocket. And I have this mildly macabre fantasy that one day I'm going to die in the motorcycle, and they're going to have me at the coroner's office. So I'm going to take all the shit out of my pockets, and they're going to find my jokes, and be like, look at this, everybody. We got a comedian. <laughs> and then he reads my jokes to everybody's in the coroner's office, and they all laugh. And I die with a smile on my face because I killed one last time. Yes. That's what I think about. But as De Niro said in Heat, there's a flip side to that coin, you know? 
What if he reads my jokes and he hates him? You know? It's like, holy shit, these are terrible. Look at this, he's got a joke about us reading his jokes after he's dead. What a fucking hack. Hope this guy goes to hell. Everybody knows what hell is, don't we? It's one eternal open mic that never ends. Hosted by Chris D'Elia. You gotta throw your name in the bucket. Thank you. Thank God. Thank you. I fucking hate him. You gotta throw your name in the bucket. Just a bottomless pit. You know, like bats come out of it and shit. Chris is like, on deck, we have Brandon Schaub coming to the stage again. Brandon Schaub! You're like, ah, fuck! This is hell! You sit next to George Carlin, who's on fire. You're like, you should have went to church, George. This sucks. How many more comedians can I name in this fucking bit, for Christ's sake? Is this for, for a fucking comics-only joke or what? That one's not going to work at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Luke Allen. That was Luke Allen. All the way from LA. Thanks for visiting us and uh, maybe we'll see more of you uh, throughout the week. Okay. Yes. Weekends. Okay. More weekends. And uh, next comic uh, come to the stage uh, all the way from Texas, but moving to the East Bay. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Paul Wiener. <laughs> How you guys doing? Um, I just want to brag a little. I lost 60 pounds recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, his name's Trevor. He's about this tall. If you see him around the mission, just tell him Dad's looking for him. Yeah. Um, I'm 52. I just got my first pair of bifocals. When I was 25, I was bifucking. And I'm going to tell you, you know what? The bifocals are way better. They make everything look a lot bigger. Way better. Um, I'm a queer, liberal, and a Jew. When I tell people that in Texas, they go, did you just say the same thing three times? I go, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on? Um, I used to drink a lot, but I had to stop. Um, found out I had an allergy to alcohol. I broke out in handcuffs with a reoccurring rash of felonies. But the good news is I'm not an alcoholic. So I got that going for me. Um, I'm pro-choice. Anybody here pro-choice? Yeah. Yeah, one person? Yeah. Pro-choice. Just choose. Just choose. Yeah, I choose to love my children. I choose to love my children. I, uh, I got three kids and two grandkids, and uh, my 13-year-old came to me. He's going on his first date. He's the last of my virgins. I have no idea who I'm going to sacrifice if he gets laid. I asked him, I said, where are you guys going on your date? And he said, uh, we're going to a Bible study. Look at me, I fucked up. I fucked up with my kid bad. I, uh, I've been a punk rocker since I was 12 years old. Got into punk rock in 1980. Back then it was called Hey Faggot and they just punched you in the head. And I'm stumped. I don't know what to do with my kid in this situation. So uh, I wrote down my Pornhub password and just gave it to him. He said, son, the solution's in your hand. He crumpled up that piece of paper and threw it back at me and said, Dad, nobody pays for porn. <laughs> yeah, he's right. But I wasn't going to be outdone. I wasn't going to be outdone. I said, uh, why are you trying to fuck a Christian? He looked me dead in the eye and did a finger snap of a crucifix. And it goes like this, it's a fetish. <laughs> I said, holy shit, my kid's a visionary. <laughs> He created a fucking drop-down menu. Virgin Mary Milf. I'm telling you, I was shocked how much I enjoy that shit. Um, 
Let's see what else? My old, this is my grocery list. You guys probably can't tell this by looking at me, but I used to do a lot of drugs. <laughs> Might come as a surprise. I haven't always been the most responsible person. Um, but you know, I used to love to get high and listen to music, right? You guys probably did. I smoke a little weed, listen to some tunes, right? So the first time I did Speed, I got really into metal. It's kind of the obvious choice, right? Then um, when I tried cocaine, that's where I discovered punk rock. And I tried heroin, I sold every record I ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> then I, uh, <laughs> oh, I, sorry. I sold, <laughs> 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 don't, don't laugh at good judgment. <laughs> um, then I sold my girlfriend's bike. I sold my neighbor's TV. But I helped them look for it because I didn't want them to think I was an asshole. Um, which begs the question, right? Is heroin that good? Or is my taste in music that fucking bad? <laughs> uh, yeah, both. The answer's yes. Um, so uh, I've been getting into fitness and uh, I uh, was at my gym and I saw the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. And I just had to say something. I was like, I bet you everybody here hits on you. And she goes, yeah, just like you're doing right now. And I said, I'm not. I said, because I don't shit where I eat. And she looks at me and she goes, sometimes you just got to take a shit. So I went out with her. And uh, it was a great date. I mean, I think I fell in love. And at the end of the night, she goes, uh, do you want to come back to my place for dessert? I was like, sure. We go back and she's got rose petals from the front door to her bedroom. And on her bed is chocolate covered strawberries. And she undresses in front of me and then undresses me. She tells me to lay down on the bed. She gets on top of me and she takes chocolate covered strawberry and she puts it in my mouth. And just as I eat it, she shit on me. And she goes, sometimes you just gotta take a shit. And now I'm really into scat. Scoobly wah, scoobly wah, scoobly wah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, how much time we got here? My thing went off. A minute 15, holy shit, I got tons of shit. I, uh, I wanna talk about mental health a little bit. I have suicidal thoughts, um, but they're a little different, like, cause I want other people to kill themselves. That's all I can think about. Um, and you probably relate to it if you've driven in San Francisco. You know what I mean? I'm from New Jersey, I get behind the wheel. I'm just like this. And then I start the car. <laughs> um, but I didn't know what it was, so I called Suicide Hotline, and I wanted to find out what, what it was. And uh, they told me to go kill myself. Uh, apparently, they have the same problem I have. What I realized is, um, you know, if, you're, if, you're hom uh, if you want to kill somebody, you're homicidal. If you want to kill yourself, you're suicidal. If you want other people to kill themselves, you're a visionary. That's what I am. I'm a visionary. All right, that one's not so good. I'll end with this, okay? Little, little nice little ditty, my favorite. I'm, I'm German and Jewish, but I don't look Jewish. Typically, like you're talking about, somebody's talking about the sloped forehead thing earlier. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, you know, but I look kind of German. You know, I got that Aryan look. You know, I look like the guy that would have shot me in the concentration camps. But you know, you know, like you know what they say. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> All right, my name's Paul Weiner. Thanks a lot, guys. Paul Weiner.
Greener, all the way from New Jersey and Texas and now the East Bay. Thank you for visiting us. Looking forward to seeing more of you. Um, I also do a lot of drugs, but I, got, I had to quit. I was doing too much. Now I only do coffee. Coffee's good. But you know what wakes me up more than drinking coffee? Stealing it. <laughs> Three cups a day. I steal. Anyways, folks, your next comic, also from Texas. Now he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kelly Evans. <clears throat> Thank you for the uh, loud cheering, Kaiser. I really appreciate that, you know? This guy's in my corner. Uh, I got a new girlfriend recently. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, that's an overreaction. That's fine. I'm not that excited about it. Uh, I mean, she's great. As <laughs> it's just sometimes she says like really silly things like uh, stop writing me love letters or I don't know who you are. <laughs> How'd you get into my house? Like, of course you know who I am. I'm on the restraining order. Like, yeah. You at least know my middle name. And that means a lot in a relationship, right? Who else knows your middle name? I, uh, I get asked to be at my friend's wedding uh, because we're best friends. But the thing is, I don't believe in marriage. Um, I just can't believe in anything that fucking expensive. Like. My beliefs match my tax bracket, and I'm broke. I am very broke. I believe in free college and health care for everyone. But if I get rich, y'all need to pull yourselves up by the fucking bootstraps, people. <laughs> All right? Money does not grow on trees. Actually, it does grow on trees because money is paper, uh, and paper is trees. Uh, therefore, I don't know how the economy works. Thanks for heckling my set. You are not funny, so. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But uh, I had to go to this wedding. This guy was my best friend. Like, we did so much incriminating shit together in high school, so of course, I had to go. I mean, he blackmailed me. Like, I had to go. Like, we're not past the statute of limitations on most of those crimes yet. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the thing I do like about marriage is a beautiful, immaculately produced wedding is always preceded by a grotesquely disgusting bachelor party, right? Like, it's pretty... Have you been to one? Has anyone been to a bachelor party? Yeah, it's... that You can never tell anyone. You can't talk about it ever it is every beautiful relationship is built on a horrible secret that you have to take to your grave right like that's what i know about marriage from this uh and besides like why would you like say that to your grandchildren on your deathbed right like is that the conversation you want to have like i sucked a hooker's big toe in vegas Were his last words. Put that shit on his tombstone, I guess. All right. Oh, Grandpa. Uh, <laughs> I told my friend this, and uh, he did not think it was funny at all. Uh, he was like, come on, man. It wasn't that bad. Like, It's not like I had sex with anyone. Sure, yeah. You couldn't, all right? I've never heard someone so proud of erectile dysfunction, right? It's a... <laughs> 
That is a bold position to take. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the thing I notice about bachelor parties is there's like always the same two guys there. You probably know them. You might be one. Uh, the first guy, he's in like advertising or marketing or whichever one listens to more EDM music. I don't know. Uh, and uh, his like Todd or, or Rod or Vlad if it's Romania. I don't know. This is a international joke. <laughs> He's like a tall guy. He's like married to a beautiful wife. And he's got one of these like really cool wedding rings that's like invisible when she's gone, right? She's back, it's back. Holy shit, how did you make that happen? It's like he's cheating on her. That's the point. He's a uh, Todd fucks. I know because he kept yelling it <laughs> the entire time. Todd fucks. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, why you got to use the third person? We all know who you are, okay? This is. Anyway, the other guy, though, he's like. The total opposite, real kind of like tech driven, uh, always on his phone. And uh, his favorite app is Rub Maps, uh, which, if you don't know what that is, congratulations on not being disgusting. It's a jerk off app. It is not for you to jerk, for you to find places to jerk you off. Anyway, I think you get the point. Places, rub, rub and tug places. I think we know what that phrase means. <laughs> All right, now I'm speaking your language. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, uh, which is, this? I, I checked it out, I had to, I was like, I was curious, and I'm a comic, so it's gonna be funny, and uh, the logo is just like a floating gender-neutral hand, uh, and they have a five-star system, like, who's leaving reviews for this play, like, strong hands, hairy knuckles, it tickled, four and a half stars, boom, uh, so I had to find out, you know, but it's a $20 monthly payment, you know, so I'm like, what? I'm gonna pay it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pay it. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna get back with some reviews soon. I can't wait to share them with you all. Uh, <laughs> like, that's a tech company somewhere in San Francisco. Like, that's, you try to tell your mom you got that job. <laughs> it's a little not really comfortable. Uh, yeah, I just uh, started a new job where you could say we lend a helping hand, you know? Like, uh, really pulling ourselves up. Uh, we're doing some fundraising right now. It's been semi-hard. Sometimes it's just hard. Sometimes it's soft. I know that doesn't make any sense, Mom, but you should check Dad's phone in case he's on there. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's. I think that's going to be it. Thank you very much. Kelly Evans, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, your next comedian uh, just came out of the sound booth, and uh, he runs the uh, the soundboard, so he takes care of us. And uh, right now, I mean, right now, right now, we're gonna bring him up on stage, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Spiegelman. Thanks. One day I'm gonna earn Dwight's love, and he's gonna bring me up as a comedian. Your next comedian. No, gotta put an asterisk. Gotta put an asterisk. I also run the board. There, there's your asterisk. You know what the worst possible thing you could say to your friend when you're at your friend's house? Alexa, tell a Jimmy Fallon joke. If you have an Alexa, you could say, Alexa, tell a Jimmy Fallon joke. And Mr. Jimmy Fallon himself tells a joke so bad, uh, it denigrates dad jokes. It denigrates jokes itself. And uh, usually if I have to fart in someone's house, I will say, Alexa, tell a Jimmy Fallon joke. 
and that will cover the smell because they're like, thank you for providing a distraction during that Jimmy Fallon joke. Uh, my favorite app is uh, the one that Uber Eats and Uber Black has come out with, Uber Eats Black. They deliver your food and the driver doesn't talk to it. You have an option. To, you type in quiet mode and the driver will not talk to your food. Because let's face it, that's like the last thing I need today is to have Uber Eats Chalk to death my food. Gazentite. You're welcome. You guys ever play Tetris so much? You go outside and you see the blocks falling from the sky. Never happened to me. Although I am haunted by the red ghost from Pac-Man. Why did you eat me in the cherry board? Does jazz hands. Alexa, tell a Jimmy Fallon joke. <laughs> there's more people listening to this on the podcast, and there's a good percentage they have on Alexa. I like puzzles. I don't. I do crossword puzzles not because I like puzzles, but because I fucking hate trees. What better way to desecrate a spirit of a tree by writing fucking asta on it? Doing crosswords, I'm like, fuck you, trees. Sometimes I use a pencil. I'm like, I'm using your corpse to desecrate your other corpse. I'm doing Sudoku. I'm just writing 666 over and over again. Fuck you, trees. <laughs> Expect to grow up to be this. Only reason. I, uh, I like the Rubik's Cube. I got a book, How to Solve the Rubik's Cube. Step one, learn to read. <laughs> Found enough I'm trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. Now I gotta fucking read? Last book I read was Where's Waldo? And I had to put it down when I realized maybe we're all Waldo. You know, uh, I, I, when I was younger, I dated a magician. I don't think it really helped her act. She would say, Mike, pick a card. I'd say, oh, honey, you pick. You should pick, honey. Go ahead. Go ahead and pick. I had a rough, I had a, a job interview. Uh, CEO is at Salesforce. And the recruiter said, what the hell do you even think you're doing in here? What makes you think you could be CEO of Salesforce? I said, well, strangers call me boss. Hey boss, how's it going boss? That's a good qualification. 250 boss. She brought me up as a comedian instead of the guy who runs the soundboard. Do you think I would have, like, a... No, fuck around. <laughs> I have another notebook. Well, I, I keep... No, I bring my notes on stage because uh, during my set, I may think of a joke, and I'd like to write it down. I, I write all the time. I keep a diary. You guys are good. Today, good crowd. This sounds fine. I'm monitoring it. Your, your, your podcast is going when, to... When the podcast listeners hear you said they're going to laugh and hear it clear. The sound is coming from the speaker over there, and I have it at a certain volume. If you, Dwight, you could get up there and raise it if you like, but you, you sounded great. It was a great set. 
That was my sound man. Now I gotta look at my notes. <laughs> well, I do write a lot and in my diary, uh, it actually changed my life writing, keeping a diary. I dream about my day, which makes my dream journal redundant. See diary for a description of dream. I didn't get the lights home. Keep going. Fuck that. I keep a weed diary. That's where you get it like an eighth of weed and you write down the name of it. And you write down the type and the smell and the initial high and then the, the conclusive high, the body high, the head high, and the amount you paid for the eighth. And then at the end of the book, you go, I spent $4,000 on this because the eighths are expensive. How many pages would be in a book, right? 16, let's say in your little notebook. And then that's uh, 16 eighths. Let's say you spend $75 an eighth. $4,000 exactly, right. And I'm gonna leave on that. Mike Spiegelman. Woo! Mike Spiegelman! And Mike, of course you're a comedian. Of course, why else would you get up here? All right, back to the soundboard you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, uh, next comedian comes all the way from Egypt. But I don't think he was born there, right? No, no. His parents took a papyrus boat over here and uh, yeah, <laughs> filled with hieroglyphics or some stuff like that. And from San Jose, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Merhan Chucky. Hell yeah. Egypt, right? What's the deal? Pyramids? <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I'm a very, uh, happy, upbeat person. Like I used to be like the crazy one in my group of friends and then I started doing comedy and now I like consistently feel like the most sane, stable person in the room. Uh, but I have like all the habits of a very depressed person. Like, uh, I'll go, like, I'll just take a shower and just say, I hate myself over and over and over again, but I will do it to the tune of ABBA's Dancing Queen. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, God, I always forget how the song goes. Consider ending your own life. Ooh, ooh. Nope. Okay, cool. Uh, I was driving on 101, and it was like bumper-to-bumper gridlock traffic, and we passed by this overpass, and on the overpass, there was a sign that said, We are at war with Russia. Pick a side. It was like, pick a side? It's 9 a.m. on a Sunday, and I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic. I'm not defecting. I'm trying to get brunch right now. Like, <laughs> are we at war with Russia right now? Is that why there's traffic? Is Putin up ahead on 101 with a bazooka running up and down, causing a bunch of shit? Like, pick a side. We're in San Francisco. You're kind of preaching to the choir. That's like going to a Black Panthers meeting and going like, Black Lives Matter. It's like, yeah, no shit. We're kind of all on the same page here. Uh, wow. Well, this is all true. Maybe it's not funny. Um, pick a side, like, fucking, which side gets me to brunch quicker? I will gladly raise a mimosa in Stalin's name if it means I can hit that sweet, sweet Cotto toast. You know what I'm saying, dog? Cotto toast, dog. Uh, I used to play a keep away football game in middle school called Smear the Queer, uh, which, uh, problematic premise, but delightful rhyme scheme, right? I think we have to hand it to the bigots on that. Also, I thought that was a game we just played. Turns out it's my most relatable bit. Because <laughs> I'll tell it at uh, different mics and be like, yeah, yeah, smear the queer. I done smeared some queers in my day. Uh, don't know why they went southern for that, but... Uh, 
yeah, I actually had a lady tell me because of my very kind, very non-masculine face uh, that she just assumed I was genderless. It's <laughs> like, yeah, Pam, that's what I was going for. My pronouns are actually what and huh? Uh, maybe I'm just a prototype for the future of humanity, you know, like in the future we're all going to be beige, vaguely ethnic, apparently genderless. <laughs> I don't know what I have to do to prove my masculinity, you know, what I have to do, grow a beard, start lifting weights, pretend I'm a feminist. Hey, that was a woke-ass joke, guys. It was woke as fuck. Uh, all right, let's go around the room. Hey, guys, uh, am I black? <laughs> you think I'm black? Just tell me, yes or no? 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 <laughs> I just, could you end the debate right now? I've had, I, I've given money to homeless people on several occasions, three separate times, and they told me to stay black afterwards. <laughs> Two of them were white, but you get my point, you know? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm Egyptian, uh, like Duat said, uh, which means I'm North African, which means I'm African American. That does sound kind of black. Uh, but on the other hand, White people had to start somewhere, right? <laughs> like, we're all from Africa. We're better than the northernmost point of the continent for y'all to come from. Maybe I'm just like the Model T Ford of white people, you know? Like, y'all just used to look like me. All right, next joke. Uh, I uh, saw a lady wearing a t-shirt that said, uh, my past traumas do not define me. And I was like, what a great message, you know? Maybe something awful happened to you, but just because you were a victim for a moment doesn't mean you're a victim for your whole life. It doesn't define you, you know? And then I read the rest of her shirt, it's, and it said, only God does. I was like, oh, damn, you lost me. Now I kind of feel like victim blaming, you goddamn dumb victim. <laughs> Maybe in the end, you will be God's victim. Anyway, great. Oh, don't you hate it when you get through your set way quicker than you think you're gonna? <laughs> hell yeah, all bangers. Crowd work, hell yeah, crowd work. I kind of tried earlier. Tuscan Sun, hell yeah, this one. T no. uh, what on earth brought you guys here? <laughs> this weird daycare for c comedians? I, I never ever see like people, people here. Oh, really? Uh, <clears throat> Wait, oh damn, I missed it, what'd she say? Oh no, no, the, the idea is that people will come here, just people don't, people don't come here. <laughs> yeah, bring your friends. Uh, you, you wanna hear about the time I got a camera shoved up my butt? Hell yeah. Um, don't worry, it was a camera designed for butts. It wasn't like a DSLR. I wasn't like shitting Polaroids or anything like that. Uh, I had to get a colonoscopy because it turns out I have a genetic predisposition towards colon cancer. But don't worry, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, but I did have this weird Russian doctor who felt the need to emphasize to me that I was the youngest patient he'd ever given a colonoscopy to. And he proved so by showing me a full list of fucking patients getting colonoscopies that day. I don't know what it is with Russians and data theft, but he just goes, look, patient, 60. 70, 80 years old, then you 22. <laughs> Think I missed the punchline, Doc? Was it we save butt camera for people close to death anyway? I'm gonna cut that part. <laughs> uh, I was really nervous. I had like a, I was, you know, finding out if I had cancer or not. You know what I mean? Um, so I like, I wake up after the procedure to fucking Rasputin doing an impression of me to my family. He just goes, we turn him on side. He cried like little baby. Boo hoo 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 hoo. Came here to find out if I had cancer, doc, not for a fucking roast battle, my dude. Uh, but uh, colonoscopy prep is super brutal. It's like a 24 hour clear liquid fast. You can't have any solids. You can only have jello. And I didn't have any jello because I'm not a fucking mom from the 40s. Uh, so I go to Safeway 
try to find some jello, can't find the jello, go to an employee. I'm like, dog, where's the jello? To which he responded, oh, jello? Like for jello shots? It's a weird deviant first association to make with jello. That'd be like, oh, you need lotion like for jacking off? Oh, you need a belt like to beat your kids with? Oh, you need diapers like for jacking off? He was a kinky Safeway employee. Anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> Marat Chucky, going to the colonoscopy guy. Hey, w would you be mad if like you're a colonoscopy doctor, like uh, his his hobby was photography? <laughs> you know? And you go to his house and you see all the pictures up there and he runs it through the, the dog ear filter. And <laughs> this is the sunset filter, right? <laughs> see how the blackness is highlighted. Anyways, folks, that was supposed to be funny, but uh, uh, it wasn't. Uh. Anyways, you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah. I met this guy outside. He offered me a cigarette, and uh, now I'm addicted to cigarettes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jeff D. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the official open mic comedian. Um, so, um, I am really bad with eye contact. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Jeff. I'm from Florida. Um, came out here for a young lady. Uh, and, uh, stayed here seven years later. But I still think that I'm a gentrifier as a human, like, as my body, you know? And, uh, I would say that... I am a self-identifying gentrifier. So uh, when I like ride my like razor scooter, I kind of cut off other razor scooter fools and not razor scooter. I don't know. What are okay. Uh, also like uh, I also like uh, hanging out in the in the bay or whatever. Like you kind of like hang out and you meet different people. And I think that like uh, when it's pride and there's a little bit of Molly in my system, I'm like the Rachel Delazelle of the gay community. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm the ally that they did not ask for whatsoever. <laughs> um, but, um, um, I, you know, touching more so on like date, dating and shit. Like uh, I once dated this fool who was really cool. She, you know, met her off of working at a bar or whatever. And we were hanging out, but she would always sort of like ghost me on Sundays. And I found out that she was a Christian. And I didn't. I, not, I, I think that that was like the most kinky thing I've ever done in my life is date a Christian who I didn't use a condom with because if you think about like God you know like he probably doesn't he probably doesn't do I don't know how to do that joke anyways uh, um, what else um, I have IBS I'm literally like swimming right now I have IBS so I don't know. Sometimes I have all these different types of shits. So I have the drop. <laughs> I have the uh, the clean shit where you know you don't have to wipe. I have the uh, freaky shit where you just let your your dick lick it clean. I have the the, sh the shit where you like take all your clothes off and you're kind of you're like hallucinating. You call your mom. And you're like, can you pick me up from fucking uh, band camp? Um, what the fuck? That wasn't even a thing that I was going to say. Um, I also, um, what else? Like, um, 
Yeah, like uh, I'm new to stand-up comedy or whatever, so like obviously, I don't know if you guys can tell. Um, but you know, you, you can't call yourself a stand-up comedian when you start doing it. You do it, you do it, you have to get hurt. Stand-up comedy is like something you can't just immediately claim. You have to like do hella hours. It claims you, you're like, it claims you. And like, but I think there are some things that you can just say that you do that you've never really done before like hiking like for me personally i think i can say that i'm a hiker i hiked up bernal heights and uh this is a dumbass joke i'm sorry i'm like bailing on it i hiked up bernal heights with a pack of skittles and some tortilla chips and now i feel like i can say that i'm like fucking like the fucking John Muir of fucking Bernal Heights. Uh, <laughs> like, because the fool got murdered over there. Uh, Nieto, rest in peace. Um, what else? Um, I really, really feel like I'm done. But thank you guys very much. Jeff D, Jeff D. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian has been uh, voted one of the best comedians of the Bay Area recently in the newspaper, right? I saw your name on the newspaper thing, right? Congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alyssa Westerland. Oh my God, okay, uh, so I hate vegans um, who drive cars, right? Because you can run over an animal, uh, but you're not going to fucking eat it afterwards. What's your problem? <laughs> Just eat the animal. Uh, I hate homeless people. I mean, I tried to love them. I even fucked a couple of them. But uh, fucking hate them. You know why I hate them. Because they're always asking for a dollar, right? Just a dollar. And it's like, listen, buddy, you need a whole fucking house. Stop lying to people. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if a homeless person asked me for a house, I'd be like, yo, bro, I can't help you, but I do have a dollar. You know, like, <laughs> I got a fucking dollar. Um, I got at least, who else do I hate? Oh, uh, God, Asians who call themselves a minority. <laughs> Obviously, they're not that good at math. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, who else do I hate? Um, oh God, I love people, I really do love people. I just hate their parents. Um, I hate techies, I hate them because I, I've had them as my roommate. I have a two bedroom apartment. Um, I've decided I'm going to live alone forever now uh, because I let these rich tech people live in my house and uh, they do a lot of cocaine, they shit all over the outside of my toilet and uh, they sneeze blood on my bathroom mirror, you know, and then, and then they have the audacity to ask me, hey Alyssa, uh, when should I clean the bathroom? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe right after you shit all over the outside of my toilet. And he's like, oh my God, Alyssa, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just that my mom took care of everything for me. Now I just want to kill your fucking mom. Turns out she's already dead. Um, can't do anything. But no, seriously, like, do I look like a mom, you guys? Do I look like a mom? Like, no one ever asks me if I have kids, okay? I do not look like a mother, okay? I've had four abortions, and you would have been number five. 
Fucking hey. Um, so I did heroin. Somebody was talking about doing a lot of drugs. I don't know if I look like, I know I don't look like a mother, but I, I might look like a person who's done a lot of drugs. I don't know. I feel like I still look pretty young, though. I mean, you guys are haggard as fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Uh, you said it, not me. Um, but no, I, I've done a lot of drugs, and so my, my last abortion, I actually, I actually did heroin um, while I was uh, doing the abortion because that's what it's for, right? You know, like it was a medicine. It's for pain, ex- extreme pain, and I was like, you know what? I've done fucking three of these already, and they've all been brutal. And you know, this one, I just want to have a good time. <laughs> you know, um, so I did a fucking shit. T- I didn't fucking inject it because I'm scared of needles. I'm a pussy, but uh, I did smoke the fuck out of that heroin, and I just gotta say, it was definitely the best abortion I've ever had. Um, <laughs> If you guys are planning on, you know, aborting any children, I would just say go with the straight heroin. The Vicodin's stupid. It's going to make you more nauseous. You know, just do the straight heroin. Um, I also did crack not that long ago with the guy who knocked me up. Um, and, uh, you know, people are always like, oh, my God, you did crack. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to be one of those pussies that, like, scared of the drug. Like, oh, no, if I try it, I'll become addicted. No, I did crack the one time. It was amazing. Um really really good like i'm i'm you know i'm not saying that i recommend it but i don't not recommend it you know like definitely try it that one time is great the second time i smoked crack not so good right like it was never going to be as good again and that was all i needed the two times um anyway i'm just recommending drug use um just try them all don't be a fucking pussy okay if you become addicted to heroin it's because you felt like it or you're homeless um Homeless people, it makes sense for them. Okay, what else do I want to talk about? Okay, so uh, the first time, let's see, my, my murderer ex-boyfriend, he took me to Disneyland when I turned 18 because I was finally tall enough to ride all the rides. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, so I was, I want to talk about this murderer thing. I talk about it a lot, but I was with a murderer, right? And it started off because when I, like, when I was 16, I started stealing weed from my father and selling it to my mother. And I was... <laughs> I was like, man, this is really easy money. So uh, I started selling a lot more weed, and eventually it was like 20 pounds at a time, and I'm like this size, so I needed a bodyguard. So I went to the sushi restaurant, and I saw this really hot Korean with a ponytail, and he was really good with the knives. And I was like, hey, you'll you'll do. This will work, and uh, come with me. And uh, he was totally down and uh, really good with the knives. Uh, turns out he actually killed people, though. Like I was like, you look dangerous. This should work. But no, he actually was dangerous. He was a hitman. Uh, so yay for me. I can spot him, you know, like, like, but (laughs) definitely found the right bodyguard. Um, Let's see. So that was this really interesting experience where, you know, a lot of people feel guilty. You know, they feel bad for you. They're like, oh, my God, you're with a murderer. It was probably brutal. You know, he was probably abusive. And it was like, well, yeah, it was the trade-off, guys. I mean, the money, the traveling, the sex, the drugs, it was awesome. Okay, so what? He hit me a couple times. I knew what I was getting into. Um, and I don't know how to feel about domestic violence, you know, because I know all the men who hit me were just trying to calm me down. As if, okay, I am a redhead. I am a ginger bitch. You think hitting me is going to calm me down? It just turns me on every time. Um, I can love that shit. Um, okay, one question and I'll get off the stage. Why won't you fuck me in the ass, Kaiser? Why? Why won't So Westerland, all right, a lot of energy. I can, <laughs> a lot of energy, a lot of energy. I can see why they hit you. 
All right, folks. Good job, Alyssa. Uh, very exciting. Very energetic. I can see why men hit you. <laughs> Calm down, lady. No, that was great. <laughs> Woo! That was a good one, Lister. That was a good one. Anyways, we're going to move this train along. Our next comedian, uh, he opens up a lot of open mics for us in the city. We're very grateful for that. You know, just opened up another one at the uh, Under the Buck. I was there, and uh, it was, it's a great room. I love that room. Yes, yes. So we love you, Kaiser. We all love you. We think the world of you. And uh, now we're going to bring you up on stage, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Kaiser Lee. Because butts are gross. God, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the poop is. I just can't get past that. This is the, like this is the only the, somebody has to be the woman in the relationship, and in this one, it's me. Obviously, like that's backwards, right? Usually, the dude is like, "Come on, baby, just let me try. It's just gonna, it's gonna feel so good, right?" That's the stereotype. I don't know. We're very woke. It's 2019. Aren't you woke? Don't. Murad was talking about how he's the Model T Ford of white people. If you knew anything about the history of Ford guys, the Model T only came in black. All right. Obviously. God. I had a thing I wrote down. I'm a little discombobulated right now. I'm a little shook. Wonder why. 16 eighths. 16 eighths of weed is just two of weed. How much, how much, this dude smoked so much he can't reduce his fractions? Jesus. When we were kids, did you guys have playgrounds? They still let you go outside because they didn't love you enough? They're like, somebody please kidnap this. You go to the playground, and always the playground has one piece of equipment. You guys know what I'm talking about? Tractor tires. They know where do they get them? There's tractors somewhere that have such a surplus, and then they put them up. What are you supposed to do with that? As a child, how do you play with tractor tires? There's one thing that you can do. You throw each other off of the tractor tires. This is the most concussion-inducing piece of playground equipment. It doesn't even move. Like, swings at least have articulated parts that you're supposed to jump off of. Oh, you're his ankle. It makes sense. Tractor tire is a totally inanimate object, and still you managed to break my arm in three places in fifth grade, and then I had to go to a new school. I know what I look like, guys. I look like if Harry Potter had a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> you know, I look like I could probably fix your printer, but you would rather just go to the store and buy a new printer, right? I buy things sometimes aspirationally because I want people to think that I'm cool, but then I just throw them away later. Mostly salad. I buy salad so that the people who open my refrigerator will be like, oh, yeah, this, he gets fiber in his diet. A lot of beer, but see, salad. 
and then I keep the salad until the bacteria that grows on the salad develops a civilization and starts planning to invade Korea, and then I throw it away. At least I'm lying to everybody else, though. I'm not one of those people who bought a Bowflex. <laughs> you bring home a Bowflex, and I'm going to start working out. No, you're not. You bought some scrap metal so that you could throw it away later. Congratulations on the new device that you have in your house to hang clothes from. I invented a new drinking game. Which you did, it's the uh, 2001 hit sci-fi TV series Firefly. Anybody familiar? You play this drinking game. What you do is you uh, watch Firefly, and then when you get to the last episode and it's canceled, you drink heavily. <laughs> Thank you. That was the point of the joke. Uh, I went to Canada recently. The Canadian Uber drivers just completely ignore the Uber app. It's some bullshit. They're just like, oh, do, you know, oh, it says eight minutes, and then you see where the little car is driving on the screen, and he's over there. It's like, why is he over there? Oh, because the driver thought it was going to be faster to go that way. Because his knowledge of Calgary is more impressive than thousands of data points from the cloud that they're getting on the other phones that tell them where the traffic is. And they're like, oh, wait, yep, I was late. There's a lot of traffic. And I know that. You could have followed the line. And the thing that pisses me off the most about this whole thing is that they never say sorry. The Canadians will apologize for the... Oh, hey, sorry, we don't have sourdough toast here, right? No, you don't apologize for that. You just bring me something else. When you make me 30 minutes late to the Calgary Stampede that I paid $30 to go to, that's when you're supposed to say that you're sorry. Other thing that's weird is that you got a bunch of cowboys in cowboy hats and cowboy boots, and I'm coming out and I'm starting to talk like this. I'm pretending I'm Kelly Evans, like I'm from Texas, you know, because I'm wearing the boots and the hat, and that's how you're supposed to talk when you wear the boots and the hat. But not, because different, because north cowboys. Sorry. You like Margot Martindale's little sister. <laughs> you're not impressed with any of these jokes, but you're a very good character actress. <laughs> Your friend there is like the girl from The Ring had a makeover and got cleaned up. <laughs> no, she's, like, she's pretty and all, but you know, definitely gonna f make somebody else watch that tape. That's how that, is that the one where the somebody else watches it and then you don't die? She's never even seen, she's, she knows what happens. She's familiar. Doesn't want to, this guy is like a gay Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> John Coxville. Hey! Oh, uh, stupid, uh, Murad, at least you didn't get a coconoscopy. That's where they shove a coconut. Yeah, that was not. <laughs> Bye. Kaiser! Kaiser Lieb! Kaiser Lieb, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you know, you run a lot of open mics, and I don't really host a lot of mics. This is like my first time hosting, and it's, it's a lot of pressure. You feel responsible for everybody's uh, well-being and happiness, and the pressure's coming down, and now, now I realize why your voice sounds like that, you know? <laughs> mm. 
I feel it constricting me. And I go like, oh man, now I'm gonna sound like Kaiser. But thank you, Kaiser. Thank you very much. I was Kaiser Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Are you guys ready for your final comedian of the night? All the way from Orange County, but now he lives here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Ryan Schooley. All right, yeah, yay, yay me. I'm uh, I'm not gonna battle that fucking lid because I've fought that battle before and I've lost every single fucking time. Start your fucking set with 15 seconds of silence, which I'm kind of doing anyway. But <laughs> just it's it's silence that I induce. You know, it's I control the silence. That's that's how I like to do it. Hell yeah, guys. We Thank you guys for coming out, by the way, and staying the whole fucking time. Yeah. Guilty Woo! smiles like you really regretted it, but I, I do I do appreciate it. Super dope. Are one of you guys thinking of starting comedy? or <laughs> Not after this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a... Uh, I'm glad I didn't go to an open mic before I started comedy because I would not have started comedy. You just got to gotta do it and not know what your life is going to be like for four years. You just got to... <laughs> Duat and I have known each other for a little while, right? We've three or four years. I found out something about Duat yesterday that is one of the funniest things I've heard in, in months. I found out what Duat does for a living Dwat fixes phones for a living. That's that's what he does. And by his own admission, he is fucking terrible at it. <laughs> Nothing, no joke that I've ever written, no idea I've ever had has ever made me laugh as much as the thought of somebody handing their phone over to Dwat, <laughs> expecting to get it back better and actually getting it back broken in another way like that's <laughs> I kind of want to break my phone and hand it to you and just just, just see how you give it back you know like <laughs> if I do break it I'm for sure giving it to you though like but I want to watch you fix it like that's <laughs> that's what I want to do man I'm feeling okay man I I lost a little bit I lost I actually lost a pretty substantial amount of weight the last three years, I lost like 50 or 60 pounds. And yeah, fuck yeah. This is what I learned about the experience is people compliment you in different ways based on how much weight you lose, you know? Because like you, you lose a little bit of weight, people, people compliment you like it's a question. They're like, did you lose some weight, man? And you lose a little bit more and they're, they're like super surprised. Like, holy shit, dude, you lost so much fucking weight. That's so fucking awesome. Then the highest tier of weight loss compliment, the, the way you know you've lost a shit ton of weight, this happened to me just this week. Somebody came up to me. They tapped me on the shoulder. They're like, are you okay? When that shit happens, you know you're fucking beach body ready because your friends are concerned. That's how you know you're ready to fucking lose the shirt. Show off the abs, you know? Um, hell yeah. Um, yeah, was everybody else a little bit disappointed when Matthew Quirk walked in and was like, ah, oh, we gotta stay for one more. We gotta fucking... <laughs> Even I was like, god damn, I, I was ready to leave, you know? Like, <laughs> hell yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Hell yeah, guys. I, uh, I'm introverted. I'm an introvert, and that's something about me. Need my space, you know? Need my alone time. Um, now, I will say, man, I feel like the, the happiest I'll ever feel as an introvert is when my girlfriend invites guests over to our apartment, and then the guests get the fuck out of my apartment. That's a fucking, that's a great feeling of relief that I cannot describe to you. Her friends will be sitting on the couch, same distance as you and I, they'll be like, Ryan, we noticed you don't smile very much. I'm like, that's because you're still here. Um, you leave, all right, fucking hell, man. <laughs> Let's talk more about DeWatt's phone fixing skills. That's a <laughs> this is not a joke set. This is a fucking, this is a riff set. Um, one more joke for you guys. Let's this, <laughs> this one will turn it around. Um, I have a girlfriend, man. I, um, I don't know. I, I love my girlfriend. I don't love her mom so much. Uh, me, me and her mom have a pretty complicated relationship. Uh, it's complicated because I fucking hate her. <laughs> That's the main complicating factor. She's, uh, she's very narcissistic, you know? She's very full of herself. She's apparently, by her own admission, extremely attractive in the 80s. That's what she likes to talk about. She's this uh, blonde little hot white girl running around L.A., the story she she tells to try to like to show how hot she was. Uh, apparently, she was volunteering at the L.A. Olympics, and O.J. Simpson ran into her, and O.J. started hitting on my girlfriend's mom, and she brings this up like braggingly. You know, she's like, "Yeah, Ryan, O.J. was hitting on me. O.J. wanted me so bad. I could have got with O.J. Ryan. You believe that shit, Ryan? I could have got with O.J. I'm like, honestly, I fucking wish you did. You know, like <laughs> that's the one thing I feel like she and I have in common is we both think back to her night with O.J. and wonder like, what if? You know, like, <laughs> what if? Um, hell yeah, I, I hear someone peeing. That's cool. <laughs> That's the sink? Uh, okay. It fucking, it sounds like someone being, though. It's, it's a good point. It's a good point. I don't have a joke to end on, so I'm just going to bring up Dwat. Keep it going for Dwat. All right. Okay. Ryan Schooley, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan Schooley. And like uh, we all saw, we got one more comic left. And I forgot to mention one more thing. We're going to, since we have a lot of time left over, we're going to do a joke parade. Yeah. If you, you guys uh, want to do a little joke parade? Yeah. All right, so that means that uh, we're just going to bring up uh, all your comics back up, do a quick two minutes, and... Uh, one. Well, one minute? Okay. One, one, oh, one joke? One joke, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, so anyways, uh, we're going to do a quick joke parade, and we're going to bring up your final comedian who came late. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't watch our set, but it's okay because we all love this guy. He's a very funny guy. We all look forward to watching him. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Quirk. Uh, yeah, give it up for your previous comic. Usually I'm the best part of his set uh, when he comments on me walking in the room, but this time Dwight Mai was the best part of his set and his phone phone fixing skills apparently uh anyway uh nice threat you guys uh we're not gonna <laughs> typical of the comedy community in here none of you have the courage to live up to your fucking convictions you're all just threatened to walk out but none of you 
None of you have the fucking backbone to actually do it. Um, anyway, that's also a, a strange threat because usually you guys just do your set and bounce anyway. I'm surprised anyone's still here for one fucking second. I don't... You guys, you guys don't know how to make threats, I guess. Uh, anyway, you guys hear that uh, El Chapo uh, got arrested, right? He got convicted, rather, life in prison. Uh, but with good behavior, he can start tunneling in five years. So that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, he was complaining about how he doesn't like the American justice system, like it's too cruel or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, El Chapo. Could you please remind me what the justice system like was like under your administration? Just p- pure torture? Total murder? Nobody knows El Chapo, I guess? Okay. Uh, maybe I didn't word it correctly. Uh, actually, I don't have a lot to, to go up here. I just realized I'm fucking up your Saturday nights, and it gives me... <laughs> A certain amount of pleasure to just totally cock block on you guys got nothing else to do right you got nowhere else to go I've got roller skating after this and you guys have nothing right that's why you're here that's why you're here for joke parade yeah I guess I, I, I keep on forgetting I, I can't let it slip it ruins my chance of getting booked around here when people realize I have other hobbies besides just comedy apparently you have to give up all other forms of life to be considered a real comic around here I'm just gonna keep on just shitting on my forced to be here audience waiting for a parade for God's sakes Although looking around here, it doesn't look like any of you guys have marched in a parade in your goddamn lives. That's my, that's my take on this. Uh, so did you guys hear, speaking of breaking news, uh, New York City has uh, uh, allowed for immigrants to get driver's license. It's the new thing in New York City. An immigrant can get a driver's license. And uh, next year, they're going to let Lyft and Uber drivers get a driver's license, too. It'll be... Brave New World. Uh, so in further breaking news from the East Coast, recently a New York City, I mean a New Jersey cop uh, shot up some heroin in his uniform, in his police cruiser, and died. Uh, I, for one, would like to say thank you for your service. Some kids could have got those drugs, man. That guy was doing protecting and serving. Maybe it was quality control going wrong, but I think he was really taking a bullet, so to speak, for... For society. Nobody else got it. So anyway, I like to keep you guys updated on the news in general. And even though half of you were in the fucking show last night and heard all this shit, I'm going to just say it mostly again anyway. How's everybody liking season three of Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency so far? Right? I think it's going great. Actually, I'm kind of worried. I'm worried that if Sweeps Weeks goes really well for him this year, that he's going to get renewed for four more seasons of this TV show. I'm worried about that. I think maybe somebody should do something about that. Like, I don't know, vote or something. Too much for you guys, right? The, uh, yeah, and support. I don't hear for laughs. I'm here for snaps and quiet, quiet reflection. That's what I'm here for. Uh, anyway, recently under Trump's new administration, po- uh, 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 excuse me, immigration policy, he's really gotten strict on things. So strict, in fact, that actually Melania will probably get deported because of his new hardline immigration stance. 
And uh, I think that's been his plan all along, actually. A lot cheaper than a real divorce. Just get her ass deported, right? Too wordy? <laughs> this is better than Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop. Okay. Uh, so anyway, more in Trump news. I don't know if you guys know this, but apparently the air is dirtier now under the Trump administration than it was under the Obama administration. Uh, I ain't no big city scientist or nothing, but there definitely is a lot more bullshit in the air now. That's for a lot more bullshit. Hey, sweetie, I'm up here. Okay. You guys all saw that. She he tooed me. <laughs> Don't fucking woman explain this shit to me, okay? I know my hashtags. God damn it. Okay, one minute. Or I'm just going to cram this joke in in the next t- 25 seconds I have from that one minute that I got. Uh, anyway, Kellyanne Conway uh, crawled out of her crypt recently to comment on all the racist shit going on. She even asked a reporter what that reporter's ethnicity was. And we all know what her ethnicity is, though, right? Trash, right? More like a methnicity, if you ask me. She is one crystal methamphetamine girl. Huh, guys? Hey, huh, huh? I forced it. Okay. All right. Enjoy the joke parade. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm not going to listen to you. Joke parade. Okay. So, folks... Uh, the joke was a joke. No, we're gonna do the joke parade. We're gonna do it. Okay, so since we want to make it quick, since we're gonna make it, want to make it quick, I'm gonna leave this uh, list up here. And uh, once you're done with the joke, boom, just bring up the next person. Uh, I erased people's name across the map, but then I realized we're gonna do a joke parade, so I had to rewrite them. And there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, joke parade time. I'm gonna leave it up here. My joke uh, figured it out. I know why we have pubic hair. So that uh, when we're naked and we're eating a cookie, the crumbs won't hit the floor. How'd you figure that out? Ah, oh, nobody was home. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my joke for the joke parade. Uh, please welcome Casey Koenig. Hey. So uh, I uh, went to visit my uh, mom recently, which was really nice. Uh, the only downside was I had to see my sister. Um, she's uh, kind of nosy. I, I don't like her much. Uh, she last time I uh, talked to her, she had an update about our grandma who's in the nursing home. She goes, uh, Casey, grandma has a new boyfriend in the nursing home and she's probably having sex with him. Isn't that crazy? And I was like, what's even crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that <laughs> she's in her eighties. Like grandma's not even people anymore. She's just shapes. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Oh, right. Cody Abe is next. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay, by a show of hands, who here thinks about death on a regular basis? I know Cork does. Hell yeah. Hey, calm down, guys. This isn't, this isn't therapy. I know there are people that say no to that question. Uh, they obviously haven't seen uh, The Lion King, you know? Oh, you're never going to leave me, Dad, right? And then Mufasa dies. Spoiler alert. Fucking, I'm sorry, everybody. Who's next? Uh, Luke Allen. I stopped at Chipotle on the way here uh, 
Does any restaurant on earth have a more varied calorie range for every single thing on the menu than Chipotle? Like everything on the list is like 500 or like 500, like 300,000 calories. You're like, what the fuck happened in there? Like, what's one of the topping choices? Elvis's heart, for Christ's sakes? Elvis's heart, he was fat, he was unhealthy. Everybody's got their own neighborhood Chipotle. You know you're going to the same one too much when you notice a change in the prep lineup and you're mad like somebody from your favorite sports team just got traded. Like, fuck, Jimmy's not on lettuce today? And my burrito's gonna be all fucked up. All right, that's it. Joke fucking parade over for me. Give it up for Paul Wiener. Paul Wiener from Texas! Oh my God, you know, everybody's PC now, you know, like in tweakers, speed freaks, they're really tired of being called that. They're demanding now to be called Mexican Americans. Thank you, Kelly Evans. All right. Uh, my high school girlfriend broke up with me for Jesus. I guess you could say she holy ghosted me. Stupid. So I throw that in. That was the, that was the joke. Stupid. Uh, my mom was uh, always giving me advice as a kid. You know, she was like, "Don't judge others. Uh, wait till you're in love to have sex." Uh, doggy style offers the best penetration. Guessing you didn't get that last one? Yeah. I just thought that was like how normal families talked uh, until I told my friends. And uh, evidently not. Yeah, I got beat up for that. But my dad gave me good advice. Uh, You know, he remembered. He said, don't forget. Beat the pussy up. Yeah, so. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't have a dad. Thank you very much. Oh, who's next? Uh, Mike Spiegelman is not here. Oh, there no, he is. I'm he back in? here. Yeah. Stay on stage for a second. Did you know that uh, if you've listened to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, at the same time you watch The Wizard of Oz, you're a big fucking loser? Cool. All right. Go ahead, go ahead and announce the next Boom, comic. Boom. Spiegelman. All right. Your next comic is Murad Shaki. Hey, what's up? Uh, like uh, Duat said, I'm Egyptian, which means I have no respect for Greek cuisine. Greek food is just Egyptian food with too much fucking yogurt on it. And while we're at it, Philly cheesesteaks, just the shawarma of the West. But white people, I really got to hand it to you. Y'all really up the hummus game. There's one kind of hummus in Egypt. It's called hummus. Here, though, you walk into a Trader Joe's, see all these flavors, garlic pine nuts, spinach artichoke, roasted red pepper. What am I, a sultan? So, white people, you appropriated, but then you innovated, and you need to get your credit for that. Also, I have a show, like, across the street, like, Sue, yeah, you should, like, totally come. It's going to be great. Uh, Everyone make a love for Lisa Westerland! Okay, so I recently went to Canada to visit my family, and uh, we were out there, we're getting drunk, they're Canadians, that's all we do, and uh, at one point my dad introduced me to his ex-girlfriend, and uh, I was like, Dad, we're at a family reunion. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's true, um, I'm, I'm not inbred because he moved to California, but uh, it's true what they say about the Canadians. Uh, most of the people in my family are cousins. Anyway, you guys are supposed to laugh at that. I met my dad's ex-girlfriend at the family reunion. I'm just going to fucking give you some flyers, too. <laughs> My ancestors are also sister-fucking hill-shining moon people. <laughs> and I, uh, 
Moon people, hill people. Thank you, moon people. This is going a whole other direction. I would be worried that they were going to hear that and, like, get mad. But they would have to figure out the internet first, guys. Don't have that in rural Montana. Ladies and gentlemen, your next comedian coming up on the stage is the very funny Ryan Schooley! All right. Yeah, guys, I, uh, I, I have a girlfriend. I love my girlfriend very much. Uh, but I feel like sometimes couples get a little overly sentimental. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Why, you, I was directing it too much at you? Well, you know what? Gear up, buddy, because this, <laughs> this is coming right at you. Direct eye contact. All right, you ready? Yeah. Love my girlfriend very much. I feel like sometimes um, it's very hard not to make eye contact with the rest of you. Sometimes couples get overly sentimental about their relationships, you know? Like uh, I hear a lot of couples say, uh, I fell in love with my best friend, which sounds super fucking romantic, but people only say it to sound romantic. No one ever says it while they're fucking, you know? <laughs> Like, I've never been making love with my girlfriend. She's like, oh, my God, fuck me harder, fuck me harder. I'm just like, anything for you, buddy. Then <laughs> we come at the same time and high five. All right, Matthew Quirk, everybody. Hey, should I be slipping these two chicks my number two like you guys are all doing? Uh, anyway, I really love the new artwork here at Mutiny Radio. It looks like John Wayne Gacy during his Easter Bunny phase. Anyway, uh, so I go to the doctor the other day to get my, uh, my annual checkup, and I say, hey, doctor, like if I quit drinking and smoking and uh, go paleo, maybe give up gluten and uh, sugar, you know, will I live to be 100? And the doctor says, no, but it'll feel that long. <laughs> That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. We do this every Saturday, 4 to 6. If you want more comedy, go to her show or his show. Thank you. Yeah. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. 
They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Listening to one radio station. You need radio doing? station? You're fearing all, all the others. They are, they are tweeting in on all frequencies and you're keeping them. So just listen to, to one specific six. Saturday into two? And you leave the sound quality, quality good and you understand, understand things that's playing. playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stage at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. 
Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tushar Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. And welcoming Open Mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warning School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun, and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm, or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as MutinyRadio.fm, listen in live from home, or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby.
black elasticity. So, so if you're in your car and you're listening to one radio station, you need radio doing, station. You're hearing all, all the others. They are they are tweeting in on all frequencies, and you keep, keep them. So just listen to to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday into two. And you leave the sound quality quality good, and you understand understanding that's plain plain. However, however, if your radio radio is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stage at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Of that. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tusser Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> and welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non-trinary youth at Bumble's Warning School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as mutinyradio.fm, listen in live from home or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm, cheerio darlings. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. Okay. Oh, great. Um, whatever. And I don't want to admit because it might be heard again. <laughs> 
I don't know where to start. <laughs> well, so do you introduce yourself in the beginning? Yeah, of the show? so welcome to Scotch Talks Podcast. This is your host, Scotch. Um, with us today is a good friend of mine, Renee McKenna. Hi, Scott. Hey. 